I have a lovely guest today. Hello. How are you? And this is the first time we're meeting? Yes, this is the first time we're meeting. <laughs> and we had a good little good little off podcast. Yeah. Do I you do do you do that? The yes. uh, like a little briefing before? Um most of the people that I interview, I know somewhat shape mm. or form. So we have like previous knowledge of each other. I haven't done a complete stranger yet. Oh. So this is like the, nearly your first one. Yes, this mm. is. This is definitely but I feel like I kind of know you because I've been watching you. Yes. So, and then it's like low key stalking. So a little bit. Mm, are we really strangers? <laughs> it's not. It's not. Like, I wouldn't call it stalking. It's because I love to study people who are in my space. Mm-hmm. Like where it's like, man, like that's why I loved. I loved your look of the podcast. I loved uh, the dynamic of it, the look of it, and the way you were just communicating with your guests. So I always like to see people in my space, and I like to promote people in my space. And I've had a lot of people on here who are in a variety of things, and even you it's like oh my god when i see you i'm like oh there's another person doing a podcast let's let's get on here and promote it so even for you like what what gave you uh the inspiration to start a podcast i had a dream about it and it sounds so weird i know that's (laughs) definitely cliche a little bit huh (laughs) so i've always been into like um leadership i've always been into acting i've always been somewhere in front of an audience and i feel comfortable now the beginning of it my mom was like no absolutely not never gonna do anything that's relating to an art Mm. um and then i started watching a podcast i think it was probably after my heartbreak in like 2012 or something like that Mm. and then i just scrolled on youtube found this video dr joe dispenza one of my favorite people on earth probably and one day i'm gonna meet him manifesting (laughs) that uh but the video was change your mind in three days so i clicked on it watched it and i started implementing a little bit of that uh like i want to say maybe a week after meditating i just was like okay i'm gonna start a podcast Mm -hmm. and i had been saying it for years then i bought the equipment then i couldn't i couldn't not i couldn't i didn't set up everything i recorded my first episode inside my house like maybe a year ago or two and then i realized i don't want to record in my house Mm. and then after that i found a recording studio but it wasn't the quite like it wasn't the right fit so Mm. then i found a new studio which is the current studio that i'm in exactly like i pictured like if i Mm. could if it was snatched out of my dreams that's exactly what it would look like and it's perfect in every way shape or form yeah um and plus i got a lot of things that I, i can talk about my imagination runs wild and I am educated enough to have a fluid conversation. So I figured why not, you know, like why not possibly relate to someone that may have went through the same thing that I went through. We can relate on that. And maybe something I say will give them a bit of hope or positive outlook on life that it does get better. It can get better. It Mm -hmm. is better. Yeah. So I think that's what really, that's how I ended up in a podcast. Yeah. And it's like a form of say doing something very unpredictable because putting yourself out there is very, very hard, very vulnerable. And it's like kind of intimidating because once you put yourself on air, you're literally, it's out there. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people like before you put the, yourself out there, make sure you're okay with being ridiculed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because those days, I guarantee you, you're going to hit a stage where it's like, oh, you're big time. You're taking your podcast live to another country and you're doing it in front of thousands of people, so on and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. There's always going to be those those comments, just like how we were talking off air, the family comments. Oh, yeah. I feel like those ones hit the hardest because it's a little closer to home. Yeah, you love them. <laughs> you don't want them to not support you. Like you oh. would expect them to support you in the best way possible, but that mm. may not always be the case. Mm. And when it comes to the ridicule part, 
I think I'm okay with that mm. because, I mean, it's going to be different reading it, of course, than, you know, saying it right now. Yeah. I'm okay with it as of right now. But there's something in the ridicule, like, and it, whether it's for you or for that person in itself, like maybe something that you said in your podcast triggered them so much that they felt that they had to leave that comment. Yeah. So it's not necessarily, I don't take it personally. Yes. So, and in the line of work that I'm in, you can't take shit personally. I've had mm. people threaten my life, like all kind of shit. Jeez. Yeah. Being where I'm at, it's going to be pretty hard to rock my core unless I care about you to an extreme. Yeah. So that's, am I ready? I'm going to try to be as ready as possible. Yeah. I'm going to be okay with it. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes it does kind of like, ooh, that one. That one was different. Like this morning I woke up to one. <laughs> this person said, people who just randomly start podcasts, podcasts, you just stop. <laughs> like he, he just left the comment on there. Like, cause a lot of people are starting podcasts. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was just a comment under my, pro I probably wake up to a comment or have a comment under my thing probably every single day. Cause I'm on every single platform. Mm -hmm. So I'm bound to hit something. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I always, I always look at it at the other person. I'm like, you must not be in the great like spot to be able to comment something under because like i don't think you mm -hmm. like say a winner mm -hmm. like i don't see a tom brady or a multi-world champion or in anything that somebody who's successful commenting on somebody's profile negative like i just don't think that's a thing so i always when i see those comments i'm like damn i hope you're doing good bro mm -hmm. but don't waste your time because you leaving a comment is just creating more traction for me and I just think you need to be aware of that. But I don't think they understand that. No. Which is strange. You can only see from where you're at. Like that. And that's unfortunate for him because that if, if that's where you're at, dude, you got a lot of work to, to do. Like the podcast is the least of your work. Yeah. And my second question is what would be the right way to start a podcast? you have a podcast because mm -hmm. obviously you're in <laughs> you're in the space right obviously you obviously know what you're doing so please enlighten me as to what it is that i need to be doing yeah and i think they they look at say mine and then they're comparing it to a big time podcast and it's like yeah i'm obviously not there yet but those people started from a st yeah. exactly <laughs> they start from a point too and then they just gradually progress they they uh they readjust when it comes to the camera equipment. They change the audio a little bit. They change the location. You always have to innovate in this space. Like going back to the whole art thing, you are constantly innovating. If you don't have an artistic mind, what what do you really have then? Because the creative space right now, I, I consider people who are creative recession proof. Mm -hmm. You know, people who really can just put their idea to work. I'm like, oh, you'll never go broke. To me, when I see that, I'm like, oh, people who are creators, people who put themselves out there, people who are literally, honestly, putting themselves on the line a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm like, you're recession proof. And that's the whole point to walk like an asset and be recession proof. Because right now, what, recession? You know, the economy is all crazy right now, but you kind of have to walk around like, dude, I'm recession proof. No matter what I touch, it's going to be profitable. No matter what happens in the economy, I'm, I know how to make my ends meet. I know how to fucking feed myself. I know how to clothe myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just people are not problem solvers. They'd rather just do this instead of solving yeah, the issue. That and then, I mean, you, you have a financial background. Yeah. Right? So No, actually, no, not at all. You don't? Just reading. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> well, 
the terminology you just <laughs> use is very financial background. Yes. Um, and anybody that comes from a financial background, oh my God, you're maybe talking about <laughs> education. Okay. <laughs> anybody that comes from a financial background understands discipline when it comes to money. Yes. And not only that, but you understand the difference between risk and assets and mm. how, how you build your financial portfolio. With that discipline in itself, you learn about life. You learn a lot of shit about life in the stock market. Yeah. Um, you can go from being worth zero. You can make yourself into 1.2 million worth. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't have to be, most people don't understand there's a difference between actual actual wealth and, and just paper money. Like yeah. money is not wealth. No. Like that's not enough to, to keep you in a cyclical, to keep your family in a cyclical benefit of wealth. That's mm-hmm. not, having wealth is after you pass away, being able to give your family or, you know, have it in the family, a piece of land. Yes. That generates X amount of money. Maybe you're a part of a financial group that has a group of hotels, mm-hmm. a, a chain of hotels, which is what I'm into. Yeah. Um, that will give you a lucrative income, a monthly dividend. Like people who are in, who are knowledgeable of the financial backgrounds like that, you've got a different understanding of life. Like yeah. there's just no way to put it other than they will never understand because the way that society is built is to keep you in this middle class behavior. Mm-hmm. And it, like I said, you can only see as far as you've been. And if you've only been where you are, what else do you know? Mm-hmm. And if you're not willing to take a risk forward, then you're exactly where you're going to be for yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah. So one comment can tell me a lot about one person. <laughs> yes. Like you are absolutely not doing anything else with your life except for putting other people down. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you would like to do, then you're going to be exactly where you are for the rest of your life. Yeah. Because the two minutes that it took you or maybe five minutes that it took you to articulate this sentence that made no sense, you probably could have did something else yeah. with your life. Yes, 110%. Probably could have created a better mental day for you yeah. instead of taking the time out of your day, which probably snowballed into a, a more <laughs> negative effect. Like it takes one negative thought and then you cultivate that. And then by the end of the day, you've had a negative day. Mm. And it could have just started with that comment. Yeah. So was the outcome worth it? Mm-hmm. and that's that's literally like that's sad that's i feel bad for that yeah that person so honestly that's that's just really fucked up <laughs> you know what's crazy what's the number one uh biggest stressor to people's lives finances yes i know <laughs> isn't it crazy it is but it's not i mean when you grow an attachment to a thing mm. manifesting when you grow an attachment to something you feel a lack of yeah and when you are in that mentality of lack, you never know what it feels like to have it, mm-hmm. which means you're never going to have it because yeah. you're always thinking about how you don't have it. So you you mean to tell me you want to get this thing that you keep telling yourself you're never going to have? Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty wild to me. Yeah, You're never going to get it. Whereas like, I'm not going to lie, when I was first starting out working where I am, I wasn't even supposed to get the job. Mm-hmm. I missed my orientation. <sighs> I was supposed to be fired Shit. the first day. They called me back, they rescheduled me, and now here I am five years later. Yeah. And I finally made myself to the point that it's like I've I've went to the six figures now. And that's pretty cool. Going from where I was, which was working at the post office, very unhappy, waiting for somebody to die because you gotta wait till somebody dies to actually get your own route. And everybody Damn. hyped it up because it's a government job. I was nowhere near where I'm at now. Mm. And I used to say all the time, like, I'm going to be working at a job 
that pays me six figures. I'm going to be able to travel the world. I'm going to be stress-free. I'm going to be a manager. And here I am. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. I think it was last year, one of my friends that I started with, she was like, you know, you've done everything that you said you were going to do. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, look at your life and think about what, what conversation we had about a year or two ago. And then I thought about it. I looked at it. I was like, fuck, I did. And my job is lovely. Like, Mm -hmm. I finally got to a point where I love my job. Mm -hmm. Like, my nine to five job. Now I get to add my podcast on there. Yeah. So I'm not only doing, oh my God, I'm going to chills. But I'm not (laughs) only doing what I said I was going to do. I just added a passion that I always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is like, amazing yes and it's beautiful and i just spent so much time in this program where i was just like fuck it that's not what i want that's not what i want that's not what i want mm-hmm. but then i did say i wanted all of this so it is what i wanted yeah. i just didn't appreciate it there was no gratitude behind it yes no and appreciation and i agree i agree with this statement when it comes to executing in silence but i feel like we are very similar in this. When we say things out loud, it comes true. Mm-hmm. So I like the form of executing in silence, starting a project in in silence. But man, I, I feel like every time I said it out loud, where I said it to you, I said it to my my brother, my sister, my ma, somebody, mm-hmm. it it comes true. So even on social media, I am very loud on social media. Mm-hmm. People are probably annoyed about it, <laughs> but it comes true though. The power of the word. People don't understand the words that you say manifest, whether it be for the good or the bad. Like Oh, hundred percent. It's it's I don't know how else to put that. Like when I have a client who comes in and they'll they'll tell me like, Oh, you know, this is not working out for me and this is not working out for me and I'm like, Well, what did you say about it? Like what what do you say about it on mm-hmm. a regular basis? And you know, they'll tell me the generic, Oh, I don't say anything but positive things and then I'll get the text randomly, Okay, I'm having a bad day this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. And I'm like, okay, well, who told you that was wrong? Nine times out of ten, it's themselves. Yes. The The mental mind is so so complex, and there's so less known about it. You know, half of the things that we are living are what we've created. Mm-hmm. And I think the best people to look for, you know, and if you don't know what it looks like to create a positive mental state, Nine times out of ten, you can look at your nearest and dearest sports athlete, and they can show you yeah. what what controlling your mental state looks like. Mm. Because you have to have that. There's no way that you can, not a successful athlete, any successful athlete, I can guarantee you that their mental diet is completely different. They eat, live, and breathe what they practice. Yeah. And that is because that look at where they are, the mm-hmm. amount of success that they have. And any titan. Any Titan, any successful person out there who's literally laid this big foundation, this big moat, like it's that mental diet, man. It is so necessary. That's why it's, and I know you're like this too. You are very, very particular on where you put your time into and who you give your time to. Absolutely. Because it's, as you get older, it's like we really don't have time to fuck Mm -hmm. around. Not at all. You know? And And I'm starting to like see that. But I also... See, I love my fun time when I when I do get it. But at the same time, like, this is my fun time. Getting shit done, that's my fun time. Yeah. Being productive, that's my fun time. Building whatever I'm building, that's my fun time. 
like other people's fun is very very different from mine well i mean i a little bit of a background i've had those moments where obviously we're not so pretty not so light you know moments where i was with very horrible people Mm. uh person (laughs) very horrible person um and that person led me to a string of things where i learned you know what not to do Mm. absolutely because your parents can tell you don't do this don't do that and there's this voice in your head every time you do something that you're not supposed to be doing and you know it's not good for you that'll tell you, don't do that shit. Mm. But what do you do? We're going to go do it. Why do you think that is? It's a lesson you need to learn. Uh, you think we need to learn yes. the hard way? Yeah. Sometimes hard head really does make for a soft ass, but mm. you need to fall there. Because if you don't, you never learn the lesson. And sometimes you do need to learn that lesson. Like, they're... The whole basis behind me studying, you know, uh, manifesting and manifestation and self, it wasn't that I wasn't religious. At one point, I was very religious, but I was starting to get away from religion. So I think maybe a year ago, I started telling people I'm not religious, I'm faithful. Mm. I had no idea what the hell that really meant, but I I kept saying it and I felt it like I'm not religious, I'm faithful. Mm. Believe in God, but... I don't necessarily stick to one religion because there's pieces in every religion that I relate with. 100%. So there's no way that I could commit to one religion. Mm. Then I found manifesting. And I understood a little bit better because if you take the studies of like Neville Goddard, I listen to him nonstop every day. I've been doing it maybe like, I'll listen to his book while I'm at work, in the car, at home, over and over again, just to see what else I could pick up. Uh, But a lot of what he... What he says is you are a piece of God and you have it inside of you. Um, And, you know, he breaks down different pieces of the Bible. I don't want to get too religious, Mm -hmm. Um, but he breaks down different pieces of the Bible and he explains it in a different psychological way Mm -hmm. and how the Bible is really a guide for psychological acts and how it can be metaphorically translated, you know, translated into how you can manifest your own reality. Yes. So it it was kind of like I went down a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. I, it was like him. Then I went through a ton of other books where I was just dwelling in like all these things. And one thing really fucked me up. <laughs> all of the shit that I hated, I created. Mm-hmm. Really fucked me up. I sat there for like maybe a week and I was just like, well, damn, how do I get out of that? Like mm-hmm. how, why would I do that to myself? Like that's stupid. And then I realized I did. Because like we, like I said, like we said, words are so potent in manifesting. Every heartbreak, every pain, I felt that shit before it actually happened. I said it. <laughs> like even like, I, I want to say my, my most like evident one, I was dating someone and I said the only way that I would ever mess up or like ever stop messing with this person was if they got a girlfriend and they got somebody pregnant. And I kid you not, the entire thing happened exactly like that. Oh, shit. Boom, boom. My most recent breakup, this is before I really started practicing, was like, I kept saying, like, this person doesn't have enough time for me. I'm not a priority. I kept saying it. Mm-hmm. it. Happened exactly like that. I am not a priority. I don't have time for you. Right now, I'm going through a lot. Everything I, I fucking said in my head, right there. That's great. So I found a coach. If I could do this shit by myself, I need somebody to help me undo it, like right now, right now. Mm. And the coach was just giving me, you know, minor activities to do. And then I just grew tired of them. I'm like, how 
how do I get out of this, this funk that I'm in? And it wasn't the work that he was asking me to do. It was my mental state. Like, how am I thinking about these things when I'm doing them? Am I thinking like, oh, this is a job? Or am I thinking like, okay, this is going to help me? Those kind of things. And once I got it through my head, like, you need to think about it in a different perspective. You need to find out what it is to be alone. You need to find out who you are. What do you like? What do you love? How do you undo this? You undo this by loving yourself. Yes. Do you do you think you should, uh, like I see young guys, right, dating a lot when they're not really, say, established, like saying they can't take, they actually can't take care of, of a girl of a, yeah of a woman or themselves yes. so it's kind of hard for saying a guy who's maybe 17 18 19 so and so forth right they're young they're yeah. they're barely working they just got out of high school and they're just trying to like oh you know but they want to enjoy themselves they want to live their life so, but it's hard, like going back to the whole discipline thing it's very hard to make that decision and be like you know what i'm going to be an extreme amount of pain in the very beginning of my life that way when I'm in my mid-20s, life is a little bit more free for me. And everybody else is still scratching, clawing, wondering what's the next move. While me, I chose to be disciplined and make the moves for myself. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people who kind of do it last minute. Like myself, mm-hmm. I did it late in life. Mm-hmm. But regardless, grateful that it came at any age for me. Mm-hmm. But it sucks when I, when some some young guy pulls me aside and wants to speak about something and then I say it, I'll give a spiel, nothing gets done. No execution. It's just more of like, did you want a motivational speech from me? Or do you actually want tactics to like get shit done? Because I don't like wasting my breath either. Yeah, you don't. It's investment of time. It's very different for men than it is for women. 110% (laughs) for sure. And I didn't learn this until later in life, but women put a lot of pressure on men when it comes to the dating. I don't think men should be dating in their younger ages. No. I think it's, this is going to get me really. No, it's not. Say it. (laughs) Because I am such a, I'm a gender role person, 1000%. And I was even recently asked this question by, someone who's romantically interested in me granted i have not been dating would i date them absolutely not Mm. and he asked me why and i told him the truth you don't make as much as me you don't own your own home you don't you don't have the necessary requirements it would take for me to respect you (sighs) unfortunately yeah and that's where we're at there's a reason that people say women move in and make homes not men move in and then they make the home <laughs> yes. because name a relationship where it succeeded, where a woman has had to be the head honcho and the man is actually happy ever. Doesn't work. No. It doesn't work. But we also are, we're placed with a plague of fatherless kids. Yes. A lot of mothers are raising their sons and they're only learning the feminine side, not the masculine side. So men are having to reach out if they're sensible enough for mentors. Yeah. Or if they have an uncle that cares enough about them. Those are the ifs. But we also have a society where men aren't aren't being men as much. Yeah. Women are, which sucks because that's not what I want to sign up for. Yeah. Absolutely not. 
but it, like people like me who are say masculine who do promote that to be a full grown man and be full take full ownership and take full responsibility i'm actually considered the bad guy right now mm-hmm. which that is crazy to me because we promote so many women we promote so much for women that we don't promote enough for men and and like things like i think we just started touching base on men's mental health Mm, yeah. which is really sad because a lot of men commit suicide a year and i spent a lot of time doing some research into men's mental health and you know what contributes to that and those were for my own my own like it was just something that i wanted to do um because i wanted to do eventually a co-ed event and that would entail you know finding a man that would be able to speak to different men you know and i didn't want just one man i want a panel of both women and men because so many things that we see on today's TV say bash men. Yeah. Men are horrible. Yes. Don't need a man. That is that incorrect. You need a man to procreate. That's basic bio- biology. Um, it's also better to raise your children with a father. Yeah. It's also less stress for you to actually be a woman. It's way less stress. Like, mm-hmm. It would be simple for for me to be like, oh, yeah, everybody, fuck men. Let's go be head bitches. Let's go do that. But are you happy? Are you happy? You ever you ever hear the vo- uh, the tone of their voice in those people when they do speak? Mm-hmm. They're very, they sound very bitter mm-hmm. and angry. Yes. And it's like, I think there needs to be some deep healing going on on their end. It's not even that. Most of these people are not self-aware enough. Like, how do you want somebody to love you so much, but you don't love yourself yeah. enough? Like, that is that in itself is crazy. Like, don't get me wrong. I used to be one of those women who are like, oh, you need to fix me. Now, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I honestly love myself enough to be obsessed with myself. That might make me a little narcissistic. And I probably nine times out of ten come off like, like I don't care. Because I don't. You have to give me yeah. something to care. A hundred and ten percent. have to. Yeah. Because it, it's no longer... I tried being the nice person that like, you know, oh my God, you showed me attention. Let's do that. No, but if you're out here freely, like, okay, the most valuable thing that men have is their attention. Yeah. If you're out here handing out your attention like trick-or-treat candy, <laughs> I'm not dealing with you. I'm not doing that because that means you're you're not a high value man. And yeah. so your most valuable asset is attention. Mm-hmm. You got people out here ready to die for a ring. I'm sorry, you you can't be giving that out for free. No. Like, I tell my brothers all the time, if you don't make these women work for that, like, this this is essentially the mother of your children. Like, these are women that they are going to be you when they go outside. If this girl doesn't know how to act and she's now embarrassed you, that's pretty sad. Yeah. That's pretty sad. And, and I'm not going to lie, like, women themselves need to take accountability. No man wants to deal with a headache. We want peace, yes. like seriously, because like what we what we do on a day to day basis, like like you said, you want a man who is the breadwinner mm-hmm. that's taking care of the household. Obviously, you're making your own bread, right? Mm-hmm. But he put himself to a higher standard where he is the man of the house. That's why that term exists. But there's a lot of dragons that we have to slay day by day, right? Yeah. We have to. There's a lot of things that we have to handle every single day. But we want to come home and we don't want to handle anything. We want peace. Yeah. You know, you can't can't barter that. Like women want to be both. You can't be the man and the woman. You want to be? <laughs> do you want to be the woman or do you want to be the man? One hundred and ten percent. You can't sit there. There's so many people that I have talked to, that I coach, that I see on a daily basis. I have a couple married people that come to me, 
And man, the <laughs> amount of, oh my God, I have like the moments that I have and just like, you know, not to put you guys down if you guys watch this, but I love them. They just, there's so many things people are unaware about, mm. especially when it comes to why it's important to have a gender role in the household. Yeah. Like I have a couple that we, we talk every week and sometimes I do it separately. Sometimes I do it together depending on how they're doing. And a lot of it was the women do not feel comfortable enough, safe enough in the environment to be feminine enough. And that is understandable, especially when the husband was out of work, not not actively looking, not even chasing some kind of endeavor that would give some kind of promise because women love promise. But none of that was happening. And they didn't get better till he got a job. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I was like, it's very real. Like, your wife can love you. But that love does not outweigh the safety. The primal instinct to have someone, like, I don't think men and women think about it. Like, way back in the day, women didn't hunt. We just took care of the <laughs> yes. house. So we, the husbands would go away for weeks. Women were not out there cheating. Mm-hmm. They're out there raising their kids, waiting for their husbands to come back and hoping they would come back. Because if he didn't come back, they're not going to eat. Like, that's just way back when. So I I personally, like I said, it's a lot of things that people don't agree with me when I speak about it. I'm very gender role. And no. I ain't never going to change. No. Because I've had a very, my childhood, my mother was the breadwinner. They had a lot of problems. And I don't want those. No. And also, I know from experience that I need to be able to respect my man. Yeah. And how could you if he is waiting for you to get home yeah. from busting your ass and he's twiddling his thumbs? in here <gasps> babe You're look home. kids oh mommy's home <laughs> no and then like even with the podcast and, and i can have insecurities like <laughs> this is a big thing like i've had i've had multiple photo shoots done and these are used you know on people's websites i can't have insecurity be a main focus for my man mm-hmm. like he has to know yeah that that I am his and he is mine. What yes. he says is very much the input of, of what goes on. Yeah. And that is the dynamic that I want for my future kids. Like there's mm-hmm. a reason I don't have kids right now. I don't want kids with the men that I've been with. There's, mm-hmm. there's no way like because yeah. not suitable mm-hmm. to be my man. Yeah. Like, and that's just not on, on cocky stuff. Like I know that there are things that I, I want to work on, which I am working on to be the type of woman to attract the type of man that I want. Yeah. And that is very hard for women to come to terms with. You're yeah. not special. You're not a unicorn. <laughs> like you are not a magic fairy dust. Like you have some issues you need to work out. Like a lot of the issues that we have today, which is something that I always talk about is women are so uplifted. You got a woman, average woman, mm-hmm. lifts her all the way up to the sky. Yeah. She got blue checks in her DMs and all kind of shit. Um, it's also heavily filtered. It's also their whole life is heavily filtered. Mm-hmm. Shit, my whole life was heavily filtered. Mm-hmm. And then I had to realize, like, I need to be the type of woman that attracts the type of man that I want. And yeah. I want a man, man. Like, I don't want to half ass none of that. I don't want to feel like I have to give up my life or give up something that I care about just so he can feel like the man. No, I want mm-hmm. him to come as the man. Yeah. Come in here. And I come in here as as the woman that should be then we should be good yeah that equation doesn't always add up i had a i had a young lady on my podcast um a couple of months ago and she was she was uh, <clears throat> kind of letting me know that she was kind of 
putting into the hookup culture versus a relationship culture. Um, Tinder hoes. And then I was kind of like, in my head, I was like thinking, I was like, that doesn't work. Because if, oh, if I think I watched this one, because I'm, I mean, I I, I'm literally like a grown ass man. I would want, if I'm taking a girl out, I would want her to make me work for it. Make me wait. You know what I mean? That's a very high, valuable woman to me. A girl who just kind of gives it up the first night, second night. Honestly, I'm I'm very old school, just like you. Mm. That's not that's not um, that's not high quality to me. Yeah. It's really not. Going back to you, you have standards. I have standards. I feel like people who are of value, they have standards. They don't just cheat like chase the cheap stuff. We want the high quality stuff and it sucks now because a lot of people's principles are just not aligned and they're just all mixed up everywhere because everybody wants to look like this person everybody wants to do what they're doing because it's fun it's flashy it's exciting but it's not long term Mm -mm. it's a quick fix it's a one night stand but what is a one night stand you get confused does he like me did i did i smell bad what what, what's going on like uh, you leave with questions. You know what I mean? I'm going to assume you know what pair bonding is. Explain. Define for the audience. <laughs> okay. So a lot of women, if you're not knowledgeable about this, we, we attach biologically, chemically. We attach to whoever we're intimate with. Pair bonding mm-hmm. is exactly that. So if you're intimate with multiple men, you will eventually will lose that aspect of you. Being able to bond hormonally with your man which would make you feel a lot emptier than you need to so the hookup culture may sound okay but i would i would dare anyone to ask a woman who has been in this hookup culture how she's doing at the age of 40 when she's alone because that's how they end up yeah that's why i i tell people all the time like the sad part about it, living in this society, like the, the worst part about it, and I feel like it is going to be so sad when all the women that were born in the 90s, 93, 94, get to 40. Because let me tell you, Instagram has hyped us up. Instagram popped up at 2008. That was when most of us were freaking freshmen in high school. <laughs> we thought we were the shit. And let me tell you. When we hit 40 and we no longer get those likes on those posts. And I feel mm-hmm. bad for anybody born after 93 because it's only going to get worse. Yeah. The attention that we got from Instagram and social media is going to be a shitload of problems. Going to have a lot of unmarried, unhappy, depressed mm-hmm. women because of the lack of attention. Mm-hmm. And at 40, nobody wants to deal with your ass. You can't even give me a kid. And if you can, good luck. That's going to be a very high-risk pregnancy. And that's the hard truth that women don't like to admit. Like, I, I completely understand. I'm I'm almost 30. Very, I'm unmarried. I don't have any kids. So I'm prime example for, like, yeah, my time is ticking. Mm-hmm. And do I feel like I'm in any rush? Not necessarily. Like, I have at least until 35. <laughs> but biologically speaking, I am running out of time. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, am I okay with not having kids? No, I'm going to adopt. If anything, I will be, I will make sure that I have a child. Mm-hmm. Now, I would prefer that be the traditional way. I will prefer that I have a stable household for the child that, that I bring into the world. 
Um, but I also don't want to live in this world where people are just having kids and not having families. I don't want to do that either. That was like a hot thing recently. Mm-hmm. It was like, you were cool yep. if you had a kid, but there was no household. Yep. It yep. was just like, what, what, what's happening? I saw that way too much. Like, I remember when I was in high school, all the girls were like trying to get pregnant, mm-hmm. but there was no stable household, no stable man across from them, living with them in their bedroom. It was none of that. It was just like, oh, I have a baby because I'm one of the cool girls. Guys, look at me on Instagram. Look, I have a kid too. It's, what is this? Is this some trendy thing that everybody's just kind of doing? Like, you know what's, you know what's good? Beneficial for that child? Having a household, a healthy household with two healthy parents. Obviously, relationships and marriages are tough, but the fact that it's there and there is work being involved with the both of them, that will only benefit the child. Yeah. But you're not benefiting the child if you're just having sex with everybody and you don't even know who the daddy is. Yeah. Crazy. It, it also sucks because we're also with the self-help community. I'm not going to lie. When I first started getting into it, it kind of bothered me that they promote so much on soulmates and, and these certain concepts where a lot of YouTubers will tell you like, oh, if you do this, then you get the man of your dreams, X, Y, Z. No, mm. baby, it doesn't work like that. Like, <laughs> You kind of got to work on what's going on inside here and yeah. in here. Like if your head and your heart are not in, in sync and you haven't even accomplished anything that would solidify yourself within yourself, then it's going to be very hard for you to get a healthy relationship. You mm. might get a relationship, but it's not going to be healthy. Yeah, It's not like I think the most healthy thing that I've learned is with today's society and relationships, there's no room for me to be playing this gray zone area. I'm not going to play that with you anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you want to date or no? And is this like, and it might sound a little masculine when it comes down to it, but if I feel like you're playing games, I'm going to tell you straight up, like, I don't want to play these games. Like, what is it you want from me? Yeah. And you need to, you need to put it out yeah. because if you don't, then I'm just going to assume this is a game and I don't want to play, mm-hmm. especially because time is so compact. Like I'm really big on reputation and I'm really fucking big on discipline Mm -hmm. and I can't wait till because I feel like like I'm 28 years old and for some odd reason I I was like kind of walking and I was like for some reason it like hit me from 28 to 30 it was like when I was going to settle down Mm -hmm. I don't know with who but I just felt that Mm -hmm. and I can't and I know a lot of people are self-conscious they're very uh insecure Mm -hmm. and I can't wait to show my significant other because like I said I'm very big on on reputation i'm very big on discipline i can't wait to show her like hey i am actually too old to be fucking around right now literally i'm too old to play fucking games and i know and i've watched grown men make big mistakes Mm -hmm. not not big mistakes fucking up because there's a big there's a difference between the two um they always regret regret it every time you talk to a full-grown man who cheats on his wife he fully regrets he lost something long term Mm -hmm. something high valuable to him that's the last thing that you want to do over somebody. What? Because she has a greater ass. She's got better tits than your wife, bro. Like, I've done the, <clears throat> I've done the whole hookup culture too. Fun. I never did it. But it's <laughs> it's it's fun. That's the thing. It's fun for a moment. But after that, it's kind of like, to me, pointless. To me, pointless. Like I, a good friend of mine, he was like telling me like, man, why waste on? Why waste your seed? The one, one of the most powerful things a man has. Why waste your seed on a random? Yep. You know what I mean? But I cannot wait to show discipline mm-hmm. to my significant other. Like, hey, I'm with you because I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Literally. 
but it's it's hard for people to like understand that because like daniel that's just not realistic in today's world for some fucking people who aren't disciplined yeah agreed but there's a lot of rare people out there who actually care about their reputation and who are very fucking disciplined every single day and they just want to incorporate that with another aspect with a lover with children with building a foundation building a house building generational wealth that takes somebody who's very uncommon and that takes somebody who's very fucking undisciplined mm -hmm. disciplined but people get that's like some cocky shit that's cornball shit that's what they say <laughs> and then they also it, it's just a mentality that is not adapted by many like i i really don't like the dating scenes that happen like i i'm there's a specific reason why I don't want to date right now. Like that, that's the specific reason is yeah. because I'm at a, a pivotal point. Like I should probably be dating, but the things that I've been attracting are not exactly what I want. So until then I've kind of been really secluded in my own bubble. And like I said, just been in my room reading in my house, cleaning. Like my mom was very adamant when we were growing up, your body is a temple. And you don't let everybody in your temple. She's very adamant about that. My dad is just like, my dad is overly saturated us. Probably made us a little more narcissistic than an average female. <laughs> like my dad, it, literally to this day, anytime we come in the house, beautiful, gorgeous. Shout out like, to dad. That's yes. what a father is supposed to do. Literally, literally that. Every time. We Shout come out to in, him. He, you're beautiful. You're mm -hmm. gorgeous. I mean, he. everybody has their fault. But he, I've never felt like I wasn't beautiful or gorgeous. Like my dad's never made me feel that way. And my mom has always taught me the value of, you know, keeping your body to yourself. Not only that, but you don't want everybody to know what the hell you look like naked. Like, I'm sorry. That's not, that's not something I want everybody to see. Like, it's intimacy. And yeah. For a long time, like, that in itself, I don't, the whole, the hookup culture kind of takes away intimacy. Like, what do you have to share with the potential husband? Mm -hmm. Nothing. You're going to share something that, like, eight billion people that already seen or had like yeah. that's kind of like that's the the sacredness of marriage like oh my god i get so upset because i'm like i'm scared to have kids in a world that doesn't value marriage they don't value they don't value themselves enough like i love it when a man can value themselves enough to to be resistant to the big asses and this culture where everybody looks like kim kardashian yes. but it's like to actually take the time and get to know your significant other is way different. You form a different kind of bond. Like mm. there is nothing more than that's more attractive than somebody that can mentally stimulate somebody else. There's nothing more attractive. Like yeah. I'm not saying that it needs to be one 1000% obviously, but have some kind of foundation to understand. And if you don't know, be willing to know. Yeah. That's a lot of it too is people are so closed off. They're like, oh, if this isn't this, then it's not that. No, like if I'm into podcasting, go learn about it. That don't impress me more than you sending me a thousand flowers that are going to die eventually. <laughs> like, or send me a book that you thought maybe we should read together. Yeah. Those are so much more valuable than, than, oh, I'm going to call you a million times and ask you what you're doing a million times. Oh, Jesus. I'm doing the same thing I was doing two minutes ago. Yeah. Like, I do the same thing every day. Like my, I have a very boring life, but it's sexy to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's very, I would say predictable because it's doing a lot of the same things every single day. You know what I mean? But it's, it's stacking, it's building, 
It's it's doing the boring shit every day that just works. Yeah. Because it's not sexy. You know, people think. Yeah, you have to literally. I don't know how. Like, it might be OCD, and (laughs) I live my life through calendars. Like I, I'm so I feel bad sometimes because sporadic trips are very few and many with me. Like if it's not in the calendar, I'm not doing it. Mm. And and I've gotten to that point because if I don't have nothing scheduled on the calendar, I'm going to sleep. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm probably going to go like do something for myself because it's so super like my schedules like are important. And one of one of my people used to say, like, why do you have to schedule everything? I'm like, well, if I don't schedule it, then I'm going to forget that it's there. And then yeah. I'm going to forget that we have plans and schedule something else. Like and also I'm busy. Yeah. The fuck? <laughs> like, that's how I feel like. I'm so sorry that you're not that busy and, yes. and you're more open to that. But I actually value being able to sit in my room and read. Like, yeah. I like putting my phone to the side, not being on social media, turning it on, do not disturb, putting my laptop down and just reading. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm enjoying a movie or maybe yeah. enjoying a show by myself. Like, so what? Mm-hmm. I like those moments yeah. or I'm on like trying a new recipe yes. like there there are so many things that you could be okay with and i know women in particular because obviously that's my specialty <laughs> is being a woman <laughs> um, you don't really like Shit. to be alone yeah and sometimes you need to be alone i think it's it could be a good thing for women to understand what alone means like getting to know yourselves mm-hmm. like Yes, I believe in the gender roles and being, you know, a good wife, good good mother, good person overall. But also, who is the person? Who mm-hmm. are you? You know, you don't want to get to that age and that time where you have the family unit and you don't even know who you are. That's why women are so miserable in marriages. Like, you're depending on your husband to come home and, like, figure your life out for you on that aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay to be a stay-at-home mom, but you could have a hobby. Like, yeah. you can read you can learn something or ask your man if he needs help with something. Mm. Like he can give you like a small thing to do. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Like being a stay at home mom is the hardest thing to do, mm-hmm. but there are so many things that you could do yeah. outside of that. And I feel so bad for women that can't find that part. Like it's hard to be satisfied when you're not satisfied with yourself. You know what? It's funny too because a lot of women, I I do agree with you that uh, I think men should be alone for a good period of time to really build their foundation and really understand who they are and what they bring to the table and what they're capable of. Uh, Women, I think they should be alone for a period of time, but not for too long. And that's the problem. They're actually to this day being alone for too long. I know a lot of, uh, I'm, I have amazing women in my life, beautiful women in my life. I love them to death. They're like all my sisters, their family, their cousins, so on and so forth. Right. Um, I was with two of them recently. There was, these were just friends and they're single. They're having a hard time finding a significant other. And they were like letting me know, uh, you know, Daniel, we want to be in a relationship, but we're not ready to be in a relationship at the same time. And I was like, you know what that tells me? That you're not done. And, there, and, then, and then she was like, what do you mean we're not done? I was like, you're not done fucking around. No. You know what I mean? Because there's no... Because everybody wants... Honestly, it's the best feeling in the world to be touched, to be loved, to have attention, right? But they do it the wrong way. They seek it the wrong way. So when people tell me, I'm not looking for anything right now, Daniel, I'm like, oh, you're not telling me that. You're telling me that you're not done fucking around. That's what you're trying to tell me. That's the definition of I'm not ready. Because mm, <laughs> I'm not ready is such a, I don't know, because I, I don't use that that terminology. 
Yeah. It's not that I'm not ready. I don't like any of the prospects. There you go. Sorry, that yeah. it's just point blank period. Like it'd be easy to get in a relationship, but I mm-hmm. want a meaningful, lasting relationship long term. Yeah. Like I want a partner. Like uh, I'm definitely ready. I'm ready for that. Hundred and ten percent. That part also includes the rest of it, yes. and I don't want the picture perfect. I want the actual. Like I, I, I don't want it to be super, like superficial. I don't mm-hmm. want Let's not, I don't want you to dress up with me just so I can post Instagram pictures. No, I want to know what you do. Like, what is your hobbies? This is why I would, I I don't necessarily think that couples need to have the exact same itinerary, but you got to have something, Mm -hmm. something to build on. Because could you imagine being in a relationship where you have nothing else to talk about? Like, what the hell are we going to do? I dated a girl like that where I was, I had all these things that I was doing and she went to work, Mm -hmm. you know? great but all i heard from her was gossip from coworkers, like shit that happened at work the first thing i get when i'm busy throughout my day i get a phone call from her i was like oh what's going on babe how you doing <sighs> well this L- larissa this and this and that i was like this is draining mm-hmm. it's mentally fatiguing me and i don't like this i like high valuable conversations you know what i mean this is what i this makes me better this makes me go to sleep like a fucking king mm-hmm. and i wake up ready for another day i don't i don't like to waste my breath to people who are just like fucking walls yeah literally and that's kind of disrespectful but it's the goddamn truth there's sheep and there's lions it's always been that way yeah. and that's why they always have to say you got to sit with killers you got to sit with people who are simply better than you but you're looked at when you say that like like the bad person yeah you're the bad person it's like why because i want something better for myself i want to make my life better that's a problem that's an issue oh but you're triggered because it's the frequency is changing mm-hmm. where you're doing this and then we are doing this yeah. and that triggers a lot of people yeah they don't like it nobody likes change it's the best thing in the world and nobody one of the best things that i ever read was that you are the mirror like mm. how you are inside is what is displayed outside and if you find yourself very in solitude like not surrounded by a lot of people that fuck around that's because your mirror is is exactly that like you are mentally where you're at like that there's no changing it Mm -hmm. um and a lot of people don't understand that like if you are sitting in a pile of shit (laughs) it's because on the inside you ain't doing shit yeah that's literally what it is and it's really sad. I don't know. The whole thing, it, it makes me sad when I talk about it in that aspect because there's also beauty in, in those struggles. Like, we didn't start off, you know, where we're at, but the beauty of, of knowing that that's where we were and this is where we are is so much more, it, it's satisfying to me. Like, it saturates my mind in knowing that there's only up to go. Like, I don't want to go back down. I'm never going back down. My next steps have to be better than my last steps. I'm going to be three steps ahead of myself than I was last time. Like, mm. if the setback happens, do I know how to bounce back? I've become a master at bounce back like that. Like, now it's it's a different ballgame. Okay, so I'm hurt. Bye. Next. Like, mm-hmm. what, am, what am I going to do? Okay, I need to be alone for a while. Okay, let's be alone for like a year or so. Let's Let's work on what I want to work on. Okay, now I'm ready. I'm open. Let's see. Like, yeah. let's test what I've learned. I'm always testing what I've learned. And sometimes that's not always the best. But <laughs> I do test a lot of things on my, my inner circle. And 
they're very good sports about it. Mm. But I just sometimes I'll do things to them just to see if it works. Like, like I'll manifest something. Like maybe I'll visualize while I'm going to bed just because I want to see if it works. Mm -hmm. And the next day it'll happen. I'll be like, it worked. <laughs> I'll be like, what the hell? Like things like that. Like it's so amazing once you you kind of open that veil mm -hmm. and realize that you have so much power at your fingertips. It's fucking crazy. Like yeah. I'm ready to paint the world. Like where where am I gonna paint next? Like I've been sitting here contemplating what I'm gonna do for my birthday. I guarantee yeah. you, I'm probably gonna take a trip out of the country. I have no yeah. idea where yet, but I know me and I know what I do and how I do it on a daily basis. And I kind of just I'm gonna book a flight. Mm -hmm. Like my bookmark is even one of my flight tickets from my old trip. Like mm -hmm. I just I know it's gonna happen. <laughs> and those things have been beautiful. And I don't know. I just wish everybody was on that playing field or they knew that they had this potential sitting inside of them. Because I feel like, and we are examples of it, and then us putting it out there and just showing face, being the form of us showing up and just kind of like giving this spiel out to people. Mm -hmm. It's just an example. Like we're just examples of it. Like me, I was the nobody in school. Like seriously, if you knew me in high school, you probably would have looked at me at the table and like, dude, Daniel's not going to do anything with his life. Like he's going nowhere. Straight up. That was literally me. A uh, little different now. Yeah. Very, very different. I like you're a lot different. <laughs> you got a lot going on now. So it's a very different frequency, but I had to literally become a whole different person. And that's what people need to do. Like there's a lot of people right now who are, they are what they are right now, but you literally have to readjust everything. Mm -hmm. So like even like I have a fitness and nutrition business, right? I always tell clients, <laughs> this is, there was this one example that I'll say. One of my clients said like, Daniel, when can I go back to eating the way I was? And I said, no. and I said, the way you were eating is there's reason why you reached out to me. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. So going back, like trying to erase all the bad habits, mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a hard thing in itself. But I always have to remind them, you literally have to become this other person that you do not know that your wife doesn't know, that your parents don't know, that all your, whoever you grew up with, they don't know. And you cannot recognize that guy every single day. Like I always say that. They always say like, oh, be unrecognizable like every year, every couple months. It's like, no, every fucking day, literally. Like I don't, I tomorrow when I wake up and I'm brushing my teeth, I won't recognize the guy that I was yesterday. <laughs> it's different. Now you just touched the tone. <laughs> There, that in itself is very manifesting. Like yeah. Dr. Joe Dispenza says it best. Like he, who, you decide who you want to be when you wake up. Mm -hmm. You spend 10 to 15 minutes of your day in the morning. You don't touch anything. You don't do anything else but meditate. Mm -hmm. And I kid you not, like some of the best moments I've had are during meditations. Those quiet your mind and allow you to get into touch with who you are. Like really are mm. like you think about what you want sometimes sometimes you don't think about anything and it just comes to you like and it sounds so weird and it might sound a little crazy because <laughs> that's what i'm telling you sometimes i have to watch what i say to people yeah. because it can sound like i'm losing my shit mm. and it's kind of like scared a few people when i when i've talked about things but i can name at least five to ten things that have happened that i've thought about or I've meditated on mm. and I there's no way you can't convince me that it's not real like like I said I I'm pure example of what I've said and done or dreamt of has happened and yeah. those in itself like that 10 to 15 minutes you can take in the morning can change your whole day or how to bounce back from like negative mental states 
you have one thought and it just will snowball into something big if you don't stop it. But if you make it lose momentum right before it gets into that big snowball, change your whole outlook. If you monitor how you are every day mentally and you reflect at the end of the day, like, how are we doing? You know, like I, maybe I got out of the, there's different names for it, but they might say out of the zone, out of the vortex, out of, you know, out of the vibe, out of the frequency. There's so many names for it. How long did I stay out of it? Yeah. How long did I stay in it? Plus you feel better when you're happy. You feel better when you're happy. Like, why do you want to feel unhappy? What is in the unhappy? That's so addicting. Like, I, I don't understand. I knew people who purposely <laughs> made themselves unhappy. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like, we, and I would remind them every day. Like, I think you, I almost told them, like, I think you like it. Yeah. I think do. you really like it. People do. <laughs> they love what are you talk about. It's the best drug on earth. Like, you feel sad. You get depressed. You go eat whatever the hell you want. You might binge on alcohol. You <laughs> might binge on drugs. Like, you go loopy. Things that numb you of this feeling, and that's all you know. So, like, even when you break something down as simple as nutrition, those bad habits, you learn those. You weren't born with those. Mm -hmm. Those bad habits that you want to go back to is because you keep telling yourself, okay, when I'm done, I'll do this. I'll get to go back. And when I'm done, I get to go back. I get to go back. I get to go back. So, in your mind, you know what it says? I'm going to get to go back. That's what it's going to keep saying. Whereas if you tell your mind, like, I no longer want that. Let's do this. I like this now. I like this now. I like that now. Guess Mm -hmm. what? You're going to start liking that, this, and this. Um, way different like it's so easy and i'm guilty of it too going through a drive-thru buying food and being like okay fuck it i'm full next you're full for like an hour and then you gotta go eat again well i think i think you gotta like say me i I train Mm -hmm. i uh i read i'm disciplined i'm scaling all the things that i'm doing Mm -hmm. i show up for myself but i also I mean, that's a form of enjoying myself, but I also do the things where it's like, if I'm with my family, there's a family party, it's a cousin's birthday. Mm-hmm. Are we getting drunk? Yes. Like, are we having a lot of fun? Yes. You're like, are we going home. crazy? Yes. Like, <laughs> that's a form of me being healthy. But when it's excess, if I'm killing myself and damaging my body, say every single day, every single weekend, that to me is not sexy. Yeah. That to me, it cannot do. But it's if it's every couple of months, yes, I will. Like, will I go to a drive through it? No, hell yeah. Like, why not? If I'm with friends, let's do it. But if it's consistently, no, can't do it. It has to be very, uh, you know, why not? Let's go. Yeah. Because we could, you know? Norm. Yeah. But like right now, no. Tomorrow, no. I don't, I don't really want to. Like during the week, it's very different. Weekends, it's family. During the week, me, family, weekends or friends, it, it changes all the time. But it's a uh, routine. Yeah. You got to stick to the routine. You have to. You create a habit when it's routine. But that's the same thing with your mental. Yeah. It, it's the same thing with anything you manifest. Like. Whatever you practice is what you are. Like, and I, there's no, there's, you can't outwork what you practice Mm. unless you start practicing something new. Yeah. You start practicing and implementing things and you do a little bit at a, at a time every day. You're going to feel empty when you don't do that. Mm. And that's how it becomes a habit. Like those are how you build habits. It's the same thing with meditating. Like I practice meditating every day. Now I'm up to an hour and I love that. Like I lose myself an hour and be upset that I have to stop. Mm. It's the same, same feeling that people get when they're binging. Mm. It's the dopamine effect. We are what we eat. We are what we do. You know, everything. I was with um, somebody uh, with a girl and she was like letting me know. She's like, Daniel, I, I love the way you speak. I love the way you articulate things. Mm-hmm. And I told her, don't, don't, uh, don't watch what I say. Watch what I do. Mm-hmm. That's different. 
because anybody can sound good. Anybody can sound charming and slick and like suave, so on and so forth. Watch what I do. That's different. That's that's where you'll have the true definition of say what I am. Don't give a shit about what I say. Anybody can say something good. Anybody can say something, a hot take or a little good motivational spiel. No, watch what I fucking do. Yeah. How am I doing what I say? Mm-hmm. Like, is your execution yeah. that great? Like, I'm firm on it. If you're not a man of your word, I'm not dealing with oh, it. That's everything. Sorry. I can't do it. Like, it really, if you tell me you're going to do something and you don't do it, I probably mm. will never talk to you again. It's such a fucking turnoff. It's like, why would you say that and then not tell me? Especially if you didn't give me a heads up. Now I'm really mad. Yeah. I'm not going to stay mad, but like now I know that that's the kind of person that you are. And it's it'll happen again and again and again. Like, oh, yeah. babe, I, I think I got into this new venture. It's going good. And then and then what? And it's not good. <laughs> yeah. And then what do you do after that? It, it becomes a habit and a cycle. Like Those mm-hmm. are things that you have to watch out for, especially in today's world. Like business partners. Yes. One thousand percent. How do you want me to invest some kind of money into something when you don't show up for the meeting? Yeah. Or you don't you don't follow up on on what you said you were going to follow mm-hmm. up with. And I was guilty of that kind of behavior too. You know, granted that it's a little less pressure for women, but it, it's still the same thing. Like I've learned now that if I don't follow my word, that means that I'm not a trustworthy person. Yeah. And it's not a great feeling to have people that you care about not trust you. Mm-hmm. And those are things that I had to learn on my own, you know, is being able to be myself, being yeah. able to trust myself. Because at a point, I didn't even trust me. Mm-hmm. Why would I trust me? I couldn't even show up for me. Now I do nothing but show up for me. So it, it's pretty hard for you to drag me away from me. Mm-hmm. And that, that in itself, it's like, I like it. <laughs> I can't. I just, I can't undo you it. You want like, more. You Once want more. You, and that's what I'm working on now. It's like even, like I said, multiple times with, with people outside of my scope, I know that I'm not where I want to be yet. Doesn't mean that I'm not going to get there. Yeah. Trust, I'm going to get there. Yeah. You might not even notice me by the time I'm there, mm-hmm. but I'm going to get there. Yeah. And that's literally, there is no other option for me but to get there. And I asked somebody that too, because they were speaking just like you. Mm-hmm. And then I asked them, I was like, what if it takes decades? It is what it is. Right? But that's all, it's open to perception. Mm-hmm. If you think it's going to take that long, then it's going to take that long. Yeah. If you think it's going to happen sooner, then you better get to work. Yeah. Because it could happen sooner. You could turn around and it'd be tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe not health-wise, but it could be everything <laughs> else. So it, it just, it depends on you. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the greatest thing that I've learned about manifesting is it's you. What are you doing with you? That's why this yeah. is the most important tool. Like, and I know it's such a cliche thing, but man, it is so goddamn important. It's the most powerful muscle tool that you have. And if you are not using it, you're going to lose it. And that's why, like, when people don't work out their minds, it just is such a sad thing to lose. Like, why would you want to do that? We have an unlimited amount of possibilities. Like, and I can go into some crazy shit that would just probably be like, oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I, I've had some really crazy experiences, like, and, and I might sound crazy. It's okay. I, I'm okay with being labeled a little crazy. But even even with meditating in itself, like when I kid you not, the first time I ever really got into a state where I knew 
like I unlocked some shit was mm. I was about to go to sleep and I had placed myself in a really comfortable like area. Mm. And as I'm drifting away, I heard something pop and I'm looking at myself sleep. I freaked the shit out of myself. <laughs> like that was the, like, it might sound like some crazy, crazy, crazy thing, but I literally woke up and I was like, oh my God. Like I literally was like, that did not happen. Like did not happen. Then I Googled it, called my coach. I was like, is this real? He was like, yes, it happens. He was like, it's okay. I never did it again. I have shit. never been able to do it again, ever again. Like I've been able to, to get into a state where I feel what I want. But never to that extreme. And I don't know mm. if I shut it down because that scared the <laughs> shit out of me. But it was like I had never had anything like that happen. Yeah. And I've been a spiritual person for a long time. But when I started adding like the manifesting part to it, things got a little weird. Mm. Some shit. I was just like, okay, that's really weird. Mm. Like you've ever had a, a moment where you're thinking something and it happens? Too much. Yeah. <laughs> Too often. Exactly. Like, and sometimes it's instant. Yeah. It scares shit out It's of like you. deja vu every day. Or you see something that happened and you knew that it would happen like that. Mm. Those are manifesting. It's crazy. Yeah. And it, it's pretty creepy. Mm. And it can freak you out. And if you're not prepared for it, it it's, it's a whole new world. Like, yeah. you got to calm yourself down into it. And setting myself into it was kind of like a, okay, so what do you want to do next? Mm. Then I started having fun with it. <laughs> like, okay, I want this. I want that. I want this. Like, I just started putting things in there. Only thing I haven't been able to really mess with, and that's because of my beliefs and my habits, is my dating life. And I'm mm. like, maybe we take some time and we just chill out and we figure out what it is that I believe about my love life that is so ugly. Mm. And I found it. So I've been working on it. And I'm like, I've gotten some people but not what i want and i know it like as soon as it happens i'm like mm, no <laughs> no absolutely not it's energy you can feel it right yes. away and, and when you speak to a person you know <laughs> yes. i'm sorry to say like people don't understand that especially when you're running your podcast <laughs> You pay attention way more to people's verbiage, word content, how they speak, what they say. Yes. Way more. Mm -hmm. like, it's just, it's very hard to capture someone that makes their life about talking. Yes. I'm sorry. It just, it's a whole <laughs> different. I had to explain. I went on one date. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I felt kind of bad because like, oh, I know shit. he was really trying to, to be, you know, like really appealing. And he was just going on and on about how he's going to do this, he's going to do that, and he has a really great job and, and this. And I was like, you know what? That's really cool. I was like, what do you do besides that? Mm. What are your goals after that? How are you getting to that? Like, mm. can you, like, dwell into that? Um. And I, yes. And then I felt like I was interrogating him. I was like, oh, oh okay, I think I need to stop. I called my mom. I was like, mm, I think I need to chill out. She was like, what? I was like, I kind of grilled him. I don't mm. think he's going to call me back. He did call me back, but I felt bad after that. I'm like, I don't think I'm the girl for you. And, yeah. And that in itself was kind of like, okay, maybe I need to, like I said, chill out. Yeah, but that could have helped you. I mean, you, who knows? You could have ended up in a, not in a good predicament, not in a good relationship, you know? Well, see, the last time I actually considered a relationship, I had to ask, mm. what way do you want to be loved? A lot of people do not ask those questions. Mm. I want to know. 
Like, I'm not a mind reader. I don't know what you require or what you perceive as love. Mm. So what is it that you perceive as love? How do you want to be loved? What are things that you cannot, you, you don't want to compromise with? And those are things I have to know. Especially if, if I'm going to be your partner. And a couple of people have told me I'm a little weird for that. But I'm like, those are things you should ask. Yeah. How are you supposed to know? It might come off a little weird. I'm already no. weird. It's <laughs> what it takes, honestly. You got to no, be crazy. <laughs> and everybody finds it so appealing until you got to sit and talk to me about yeah. it. Like, it, hi, I don't do phone calls like that. Mm. I don't do the texting. Do you want to go sit and have coffee? Like, what's up? I like to go to I like to go to cafes. I will explore all kinds of cafes. Those are my things. Like yeah. texting, no. Like if I'm with my significant other, I would let her know that. Like if you need to text me on anything, like if yes, please do. But I would rather have say maybe a phone call, but like a face to face interaction where it's eye to eye. It's mm -hmm. we're breathing the same air. Where if I need to touch you and you want that, and if I do too, like we're right there with each other. Mm -hmm. That's the real stuff. And it's 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 always so cool too because if say if you are dating somebody, right? You're not speaking them to them the entire day. You're busy. They're busy. Yeah. They're getting shit done. They're slaying dragons. They're accomplishing a lot of missions, right? Then you go home. Time to settle down. Yeah. Time to oh, finally. Yes. But that's that needs to be where like when you're constantly doing this, always like 24 7, 24 7. Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? FaceTime me, see where you're at. I want to see what you're doing. No. I don't like that shit either. No. A lot of women do that shit, and I like the the chokehold over trying to figure out what your man is doing twenty four seven. Y'all don't need to be dating. <laughs> I say it flat out. Y'all do no. not need. Why are you checking this man's location every two minutes? Especially when they're like forties or fifties. Like, <laughs> like it's. I'm sorry. Even my age or in the age range, it, that's another job I don't get paid for. Mm. I'm not doing that. If I gotta sit there and and figure, I don't have enough time. Like. I barely have time to to sit there and like make time for my dates and like let's say I am dating someone. The hardest thing was for us to schedule time to be together. Mm -hmm. Like he, I work nights, so I'm working graveyard. He's working days, so it's like that in itself. Do you really think I have time to go stalk this man's social media? If anything, he should be stalking my social media. <laughs> I got more people on there. Yes. Like I don't, I I just don't see. <laughs> I don't see it. Like. I never for one once had that thought in my head that said, this man is cheating on me. Let me go stalk social media. I had no no mm. inkling of that. My thing is, if you're going to do it, then do it. Mm. But make sure that I don't find out. Yeah. Because if I find out, that's it. Like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna bash your windows. Mm. I'm just going to leave you alone. And that hurts. I'm like, goodbye. I'm like, if I ever found out, say if she was staying here, I'd be like, hey, just pack your stuff and leave. It's not going to work. I'm not going to go out of you know anger mm -hmm. like how a lot of men would do like scream maybe possibly like people who don't know how to channel their uh channel their ego or when they don't actually know how to like control their own strength men are a little bit fucking crazy um but when you're disciplined yeah. and you're not really worried about like you know what somebody there's a backstab there was betrayal involved leave my house get out that's it there has to be like, just pack your stuff, leave. There has to be, a, I don't even have to name call. I don't have to say, you're a bitch. You're a fucking whore. I don't need to say any of that shit. Just, hey, pack your stuff and leave. And that kind of leaves a different mark on her where she's like, Too calm. do you not care? Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I do, but I, I am not going to fight for you with you betraying me. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
So, but it's also to that when I feel like when guys are super insecure, I always ask them that too. Are you not doing your job at home? <laughs> I just don't like, I, I, I asked my last person, <laughs> is there something that I do that makes you think that I would be doing that shit? Like I had to ask because I don't understand. Like, you know, I'm very detail oriented. I need my schedule written down. Where did I write down that I'm going to go cheat on you? Mm. Please. Like I was a contract. <laughs> I, I don't have time for that. I like, I like my friendships. I maintain my friendships, my, my family relationships. I make time for those things. Mm. I make time for podcasting, work, self-care, nutrition, health. Where do I have time to fit in? Is it the hour that I have in between <laughs> this and that? Like, what is it that, that made you believe this? And mm. I mean, granted, I understand, like, no man really wants his woman to have that much attention to where it's like, you got every man underneath your photos. I'm like, okay, I can't stop people from commenting underneath my photos. Yeah, I don't, I really don't care about that. Honestly, don't. But if it's, if it's like different where, uh the girl is like say showing her asshole yeah it's like hey have some respect because <laughs> that's, that's extreme that's I that's that extreme yeah. okay <laughs> i haven't done that extreme no but that's all instagram right now it's like yes. just ass everywhere before when i was younger eighth grade you would hear about a celebrity their nudes got leaked yeah now everybody Everybody's is naked. nude everybody you see everybody's ass <laughs> and why do you think people are single because you see everybody's ass there's no, I mean, there's no respect. There's no self-respect. No. And therefore, how are you actually going to get it? Well, see, that's why people used to get married. So they could have sex. Like, <laughs> I told my friends, okay, this is a joke. <laughs> but I told my friends all the time, could you imagine having to get in your horse and carriage to go to a three-hour booty call? <laughs> Ain't nobody yeah, doing that. <laughs> Ain't no. nobody doing that. Like, what? First off, you got to get to your horse. <laughs> you got to make sure the horse can make it all the way there. Mm -hmm. And then you got to make sure that your horse gets fed so you can go back. Like, so you did all that for 30 minutes at yeah. most. That's wild. And I said this on my podcast. Uh, Cinderella found love uh, by losing her shoe. And these girls are half naked and still single. See, and you know what? <laughs> that is so crazy because I was thinking that on my way here. Not that in particular, but... <laughs> Like, literally, I was like, you know what? He really used to be on my social media, like, half naked. But the most likes I got are on the photos where I got, like, turtlenecks on. And, yeah. like, those are the most interactions that I ever get with people is when I'm, like, super clothed. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay. And take down all the, the shit that looks like I'm naked. <laughs> because there's no there's no reason for that. That, yeah. and then I find it a little disrespectful, you know. I don't want that to be what you think about when you come on my social media. Mm. And you know what? My DMs are not popping like that anymore. I yeah. love that for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that for me. Because yeah. the worst thing I could do is get on my Instagram and then I see all these requests. And it's just, when are you going to let me do this? When are you going to let me do that? Who are you? Let me get to know you. I can do this. I can do that. I'm like, this is social media. Yeah. I don't even respect the fact that you, you hopped in my DMs mm. like that. Like, No. A buddy, a buddy of that asked me that. Don't do those. He was like saying like, oh, do you you must be getting crazy DMs. I was like, I actually don't. I was like, I think, uh, I was like, I attract what I want and I don't attract easy. And yes. I think the girls would know better trying to reach out to me or DMing me. They know that I do not like easy. <laughs> Therefore, there's no, there's no reason for me to, oh, acknowledge it. Oh, yeah. to go for it, to go chase it, to waste my energy, my time, my money. Attention. That's it. Like that's literally goes a long way like yeah. women who thrive off of it it's like a thing it is a thing it's like as soon as someone likes 
photos, likes. Now I feel like it don't matter. Like now, okay, you like my stuff. You comment it underneath. Good. Cool. Yeah. It's more just like, oh, appreciate the support. That's how I see it. I'm just like, hey, thank you for the shout out. Shout out to you. Yeah. Shout out to you, queen. Shout out to you, king. That's it. That's it. It don't have to be more than that. Mm. But a lot of people, that is their booty call. That's how yeah. they do it. <laughs> the social media is like Tinder. There ain't no swipe though. You just follow. Mm. And that, that's pretty sad. But I like, I like when, you know, find people like you who utilize their social media for their platforms. Yes. Those are lucrative businesses. Yeah. I follow a lot of like fitness pages, a lot of things that I'm into, like yeah, podcasts absolutely, yes. or, or like maybe it's finances. I was obsessed with the housing market for a couple years. Mm -hmm. So I got a lot of pages that I follow on that, but I don't really like seeing too much that I don't care about. Yeah. So at one point I think I did do a, a cleanse and it was more for my mental diet because that was so important for me when I first started out. There's a lot of things that I thought I could not live without that I just don't care about anymore. I don't follow a lot of people. Yeah. I really don't. The people who I follow is because I want to follow them because I know what they're doing. I believe what they're doing. And that's what I want to consume. See, and that, that, that right there, I actually want to ask you that. That's actually a question. <laughs> so there's this stigma behind, you know, what we're doing mm. as podcasters that we have, you know, strict lives, that we don't have fun. We mm. don't do this. <laughs> we don't do that. You know, and like, how do you separate that? Like how, like, cause I'm still living my life and I'm like so skeptical and hesitant to post certain things now. <clears throat> yeah. I personally, <laughs> I mean, think about it. My podcast is called talking out my ass podcast. <laughs> it's true. So me, I, I feel like growing up and I've, I've noticed this habit within me. I've always did the opposite of whatever everybody else did. Mm -hmm. uh, and I still continue to do so. I genuinely don't give a fuck what people think. Um, whether it's in person, yeah. whether it's online, whether it's me on this podcast, it doesn't matter. It, regardless, it doesn't matter. And I, to me, that's very freeing. Mm -hmm. Like where I just get to sit down, be myself, be my genuine self when I'm with you. This is the first time we're meeting. Mm -hmm. And and I've always said on my podcast, if you listen to episode one, to episode this right now, you know me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not putting on a freaking no. clown and putting on a face where it's like, Hey guys, like welcome to my show. It's nothing like that. It, it's nothing like that. <laughs> You're very transparent with it. Yeah. See, and that's what I thought. Like maybe I'm just overthinking it and I should still be allowed to be me because I had a you couple should. people yeah. comment about how, you know, like, Hey, you, people aren't going to take your podcast as serious. If I said, my podcast is called the Wonderland effect. Do you really mm. think they're going to fucking take me serious? <laughs> yes. Like it's the Wonderland effect. We're gonna, <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. Like what do you yeah. want me to do? Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't, this is me. Like I got comfortable with being me. Like is there, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't tripping. About no, it. I'm no. like, I'm pretty sure I could be me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you I should always post get. whatever you want to post. Like yeah. I told, um, somebody reached out to me about, she was like scared to like post this certain thing. And she was on, she had a close friends thing. Like, you know, that, that green thing that, mm -hmm. that people do. And I told her, I was like, Hey, the people who do the close friends thing, they're scared to show themselves. They're scared to show what they do on a day to day basis, or they're trying to hide something. Yeah, you should just be like, Hey, is this, I mean, I don't think if I, whatever I post, like say, if I'm drinking, I'm having a bunch of shots with my cousin and I'm posting it is who gives a fuck. See, and that was the thing yeah. I was worried about. Cause mm -mm. I was like, I don't care. I really don't like, care. Oh, so you're just out there drinking. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I still fucking drink. Who said I didn't drink? Yeah. I said, I drink less. Like, I, cl clients I would get at me for that. I drink less. Yes, yes. And that's my clients too. They're like, you know, they, 
I they thrive off of that too. Like when they see me still living my life, like I have those in consideration. Yep. It's like I don't want them to feel like I've become somebody different in trying to in in developing this part of my life. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're they're also, you know, rooting for me. They're happy. They want this to be something that I take to the next level as well. They're my supporters as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't wanna exemplify or embody somebody that I'm not. Yes. So I still like to live my life. Like I'm still crazy. Mm-hmm. I still go out. I might get a little wild every once in a while. I won't post the whole thing, but that's my own my own prerogative because I do like a little personal space. Of course, yeah. But that in itself, I was like mm, teeter tottering with. And yeah. You know, people are gonna say whatever they say. Of course, and even if that's the thing, even if you are doing big things, when you are gonna like go big on your podcast, they're still gonna talk shit regardless. Like it doesn't matter. Like even if you live this strict, perfect life, you read, you had the right people around yeah. around you, you had great podcasts, you had a big, big business. Regardless, no matter what, they're still gonna talk shit. So that's the thing. I don't give a fuck. I literally don't give a fuck. Like they just, and who cares? Like really, who cares? If they gravitate towards it, great. If they don't, sorry. Not sorry. (laughs) You know what I mean? Definitely feel that one. But even like say with uh, clients where they see me drinking Mm -hmm. and they're like, dang, Daniel, like you looked like you were pretty fucked up. And And then I also show my clients as an example of my former client, shout out to Jaden. This guy was Jack City, college kid, still partying with his college friends, going crazy. And guess what? I'll never forget this day. There was a Hawaiian theme for his, uh, I think it was a frat thing or whatever. It was Hawaiian theme. So they were wearing Hawaiian shirts. He had his button down where it's like, you could see his abs and everything. He was the most jacked guy in the room and partying his fucking ass off. But I'm telling them, it's an example. You can do both. Yeah, You can, you can have fun and it's balanced. That's all it is. Right. But I have like a rule and I give my clients this rule too. You either have an 80% discipline rule and a 20% fuck off or a 90% discipline and 10% fuck off. I do 90-10. That's me. That's rough. <laughs> That's intense. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But the 10%, it's let's go. Whatever let's have fun. Let's do it. You know what I mean? So okay, that makes me feel a little better. Yeah, I, I was like, yeah, this it's very interesting yeah. how people think you should be. No. And and like I said, they they only see the aesthetic part of it. And I get it. Mm. You see that and you think that this is this is all it entails and that's how we should be. But it's it's a, a process like they have to remember. I'm still going through the process myself. Mm. Like, yeah. It's not, I don't have it all figured out. We never will. We never will. You're not supposed to. Mm. The moment you stop learning is the moment you stop living. You're dead. That's it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to ever. I used to to joke in college and say that I was the forever student. (laughs) It was true, though. Like, I am a forever student. As soon as I got done with college, I still studied different Mm -hmm. things. Yeah. And this has led me to this, which is you know, I'm. I want to do my book one day, and oh, I want yeah. to write. You know, my journey down, and I want to explain the beauty in it, and you know what it is that I've actually explored with. I am testing out certain things. Shit, yeah. I'm gonna go get hypnotized. I'm gonna do it <laughs> just so I can see. Like, if I don't live it, how can I explain it? Yeah, that's. It's just like it's like asking a person, asking a personal trainer, to teach me how to be fit, but you've not fit. Like, <laughs> 
how how does that work that doesn't work that doesn't correlates work. to business I, it, same thing like how am i going to take business advice from somebody who's never been in business i'll never forget this is why i dropped out of college right okay. uh, i was taking a business class mm -hmm. and i remember opening up the textbook it was like 15 20 minutes into the classroom and as the professor is talking i stopped i said excuse me sir um i just want to ask a simple question have you started a business he said no he started to mumble like uh, well i i, I mean not, i mean oh it's just a simple question have you started a business uh, no oh. no and i'm like i need to get the fuck out of here close my textbook dipped i was like i want to dip I do. And I'll explain it. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. I'll explain. So I went through all these years of education. I don't regret it, but it, I could have done so much more. And I was in debt so much money. Mm. I could have bought two houses. And the whole time, I'm not even in a profession that's certified you know, I got these placards and these certificates that say I am certified. This is why I don't think education is better than than other people, like than someone who's not degreed. This is exactly why, because people have so much knowledge that you don't have. And just because a piece of paper says that you're knowledgeable to do this, this and this doesn't mean that, you know, the best way, like who I work for. I can't mention it, but who, who I work for, you know, that in itself is so enlightening like this man don't know shit about shit <laughs> he doesn't but look at what he's doing he said they asked him a question what does he rate uh how was he, his uh, upbringing i was raised by my parents mm -hmm. books and more books mm -hmm. brilliant and that's why when i got to where i am now i'm like fuck i could have did so much more you know not to dwell in the past because i don't like to do that but it just pissed me off because i'm like i look at the people who i graduated with they're not making half as much as i do that's scary and, and i'm asking like i already got granted i grant i got myself out of debt yeah. really quick it was just really fucked up because i i know people you know one of my friends she married a doctor and you know that saved her the doctor <laughs> saved her breadwinner baby not <laughs> not her salary and uh -huh. i'm just like we spent all these years in courses just to say we got a piece of paper that says hey you've taken enough classes to be certified and expert in this I even taught for a couple years. I was like, mm, yeah, I don't really like kids that do that. Like, yes. they're just, I, I, I taught high school students. I love my classes, but I also look like a kid. So it's kind of, the respect level was not there. Mm. And at one point, you know, I was just like, I'm short. Like, I can't really, I don't blame them for not having as much respect as they would for some six foot man that was a little bit buff and like could implement some discipline. That's interesting because if you were sitting in a, like, say if I was joining a conference and you were on stage talking, I'm listening. Yeah. You're a different type mm. of person. Yeah. <laughs> the kids are like, what the fuck? Yes. These are kids that they don't want to be taught. And, you know, yeah. they taught me creative ways to teach people and patience. And it was a great experience, but I don't think I would do it again until I'm older, mm. to be honest. It just, yeah. like I said, the whole education thing, I wish I would have closed my books and walked out of there. Did I learn a bunch of shit? Yes. Do I implement that? Kind of in my own life. Like mm. I used to manage some accounts, but for the most part, I kind of like just let it all go because that's not what I want to do. Mm. And don't get me wrong. I love numbers. I love money, but that's not what I want to do with the rest of my life. Like 
it's not a thing yeah and i feel like i have a cousin in, in college right now and, and we were just talking about this yesterday and she wants to quit and Dude. i told her i said listen what do you want to do and she's like well i want to be an artist i said go be a fucking artist if you want what you want and you have no doubt about it quit going to school tell your mm -hmm. parents you don't want to do it you get you a nice little job get your own place if they don't want you to stay there you can stay with me like whatever you want to do i'm there for it because if somebody would have told me when i was 18 like hey you don't have to go to college i would have been an actress yes i'd have been out like yeah. my grandmother told me she was like you would have been a great actress and, da -da -da -da. and i would have loved it i'm not even gonna lie i would have loved yeah. every bit of it i would have been a villain in several movies <laughs> and i would have been happy about it like it was great those were the only moments that i was actually happy is yeah. in plays like it was mm -hmm. wild but those kind of moments were pivotal and there's so many kids that don't have that support system to get them out of the programs that we're in yeah. and if i could go back i would do it differently obviously mm -hmm. but here we are now yeah. and the only thing i can do is influence people in a positive way yeah. or help people who don't know any better a lot of it's ignorance mm -hmm. and that's sad in itself but we can get better as a society you know podcasts like this podcasts in general like yours <laughs> shameless plug it. i'm working on it i'm working on it <laughs> i'm just it, it just is a, a great moment like oh. now like the now and I'm, that's the whole thing about manifesting is the now yes. is is a thing like don't be so fixated on necessarily the past essentially but where are you at now mm -hmm. and where are you gonna go yeah. like that door in itself like this is a pivotal moment right here like yeah. this is gonna be something that's gonna lead me to something else like it's it's great to be from there to here mm -hmm. and i'm gonna keep going back to that because it's just always yes. a beautiful thing to talk about and it gets better and better i swear to god as like as we get older i swear people dread getting older but i fucking look forward to it every year every day I, me too i thought i was Literally. the only person no 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 my 30th is coming it. up oh. and i am juiced. go crazy i am freaking juiced like i've been thinking about what i want to do i might actually have a, a birthday mixer and I might invite, uh, you know, all of you guys to come because yeah. I want it to be like a business thing. Oh, that'd be fucking sick. I <laughs> have been uh, looking at venues and stuff right now. But I was talking to one of my friends. Um, I could just, I guess I could say my manager. Anyways, my friend. And we we're talking about this mixer that I've been talking about for years. But I want all of my business connects to come together and we make more connections because mm -hmm. I think it would be so beneficial. It's... <laughs> collaboration over competition mm -hmm. you know that's a big thing right now and yeah. it's it's your network yes like me getting and starting in that new podcast high value discussions i'm sitting down with these multi-millionaires i never thought i would sit next to these people or be in rooms with them or being in their businesses or sitting in their homes and so on and so forth and going to dinners with them i had no fucking idea i was going to do that it's your goddamn network it is so important bringing the right people together yeah the right people together but if you got people who are in businesses but don't have the right you know what I mean? They're not in that collaborative state where they're just like, fuck you. It's all about me. And I'm going to get all my bread and I ain't going to feed you anything. Yeah. I'm more of, it's like, Hey bro, I will give you game as much as possible and you go execute and you be successful and you go get your fucking bread. That doesn't fucking kill me. Yeah. You having a podcast. What is that? Does this hinder my podcast because I'm promoting yours? No, yeah. no, 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 no. It's collaborative. Yeah. 
which is very cool. <laughs> That's how <laughs> you have to. Because cool. you don't you don't get far but doing shit by yourself. You no. really, really don't. And this, what is this podcast? It's about fucking people. Like I told you off air. Mm -hmm. It's literally about people. It's just giving them a light to shine on. Yeah. To promote their shit. How does that affect me? How does that how does that decrease my life in one way? It actually blesses me tremendously. Yes. Therefore, there's no reason for me to be angry, sad, depressed, because I'm doing my doing my duty every day and that's to serve. That's how we're supposed to do, period. Servitude is the greatest attitude you can have. And that's literally gratitude and servitude. Like they go hand in hand. Yeah. But it's also a form of love. Yeah. It's like And I fucking love people. Yes. It, I, <laughs> I love people that are going where they need to go. Yes. I don't I don't value the people that don't value themselves. Mm. I would say that much. Like you have to value yourself. People are only going to value you as much as you value yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I reading? I was reading something. No, I was watching something. So they said, um, this guy he he tells his son, go take this this jewel to this jewelry store, and he doesn't tell the son how much the jewel cost. Yeah. yeah. You know the story. Yes. Yes. Okay. Say it anyways. Okay. So. <laughs> He takes the jewel to the first jeweler and the jeweler goes, how much do you want? He gives him an amount. I don't remember what the amount is. I think it's five. It wasn't, it wasn't a good amount. No, yeah. I think it, it was five, $5 or something mm -hmm. like that. So then he comes back and gets another one and goes to the next jeweler. And the next jeweler gives him a little more. It's 500. And then after that, it's 5,000. And then the next one is, you know, a little more. But that story in itself, the whole purpose of it was to teach you that the value is not a beholder. Like your value is as much as you say. I'm so glad you know that story. So yeah. many people don't know no, that story. No, it's powerful. Yes. It's so powerful. But that story in itself was so great for me to hear. Was it from the book that I just read? I was just reading. It's probably, I, I know books have written examples uh, of that story. Um, and I've seen that post like in videos. I've seen that post in uh, in like scripts on Instagram, but it's a powerful story. I mean, I've seen it a lot and it's uh, de definitely a reminder. Yes. It's a that, great that was reminder. Like my favorite. I want to say it was from the book that I was just reading. Um, great reminder in itself and in, in self-worth and value. Like you never know. You are as priceless as you make yourself. Yeah. So if you're out here soliciting yourself and you're allowing $5 transactions, then that's yourself. Mm. But if you make yourself a little more high value, then that's what you get. So yeah, it's if you want something, go for it. Yeah. Even if you want a millionaire mentor, which I've reached out to a few of them, you know, because I want somebody who I watch every day, and I have gotten feedback from them, and they do send me stuff, and it's pretty cool. Like your your network is your net worth. Hundred and ten percent. So that's literally like everybody that I've ever been inspired by, literally has they they are where I want to be. Even in, in my corporate job, like my manager who's above me, I love him. He's mm -hmm. taught me everything. He's taught me so much that I'm ready to become the next step. See, and he yeah. keeps pushing me. He's like, he asked me yesterday, he said, so when are you going to do it? I'm like, he's like, you're ready. I don't want to hear it. See, that's a, that's a real guy. Yes. That's a guy who's literally spitting game and he's not worried about, oh man, if I give this person game, they're going to surpass no. me. It's not about that, man. It's like give, serve people and and like, honestly, you live a blessed life when you do so. Literally, give people game, give them the right guidance, give them the right tools and tactics. Man, how could you lose? He's like, we went through the trenches together. Yeah. So he literally, people hate him. But I tell them all the time, I was like, it depends on who you're talking to. Mm, yeah. Because if you talk to me, I'm going to tell you he's the greatest person ever. Yeah. Because he's taught me so much. Yes. And 
that in itself, it he was like essentially my first mentor ever mm-hmm. because I never really thought of mentors until I got older. Mm-hmm. I was 21, uh, 22. Me too. Me too. Um, when you're younger, you don't really think of mentors. And if you do, it's kind of like, oh, well, <laughs> you think you know yeah, everything. Like, oh, well, whatever. I don't need them. <laughs> but when you get older, you realize like, okay, you're where I want to be. Yeah. How the hell did you do it? And those people are more apt to give you those information than for you to try to go through the the pipeline of who knows what and why. Yeah. Like, it, and it amazes me because if you go straight to the source, you never know. Mm. Like, I kid you not, emails that I've I've dreamt about, I send out, and the next time I get a response, I'm like, oh my god, this is real. Like, you really responded to me. Yes. Like, my next person to meet is like I said, Doctor Doctor Joe Dispenza, and. Yeah. After him, Jay Shetty, like people like that. On your podcast, though. Yes. You know? Yes. And mm-hmm. I would love, like I said, I've been, I want to be where they are. That and it's more. Yeah. Surpass. Their are examples. <laughs> they're examples of what we can do. Mm-hmm. We're just supposed to scale it. Yeah. You know? As your own, like there, but make it your own. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want. And of course, I've read the books. Like, I read the books before I, yeah. I choose, like, this is the person I want. Yes, yes, yes. Or I, like you said, do research on them. Like, I would hate to come somewhere and not know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. That that makes you look stupid. And you don't want, that's insulting to them. Mm. That's insulting to you. Yes. You want to be very prepared mm. in all aspects. But I'm going on a tangent. <laughs> Sorry, I just kind of, like, looped around. You're smooth. Well, we have been going for an hour and 36 oh, minutes. Goodness. Okay. So I want to be very respectful of your time. Okay. My very last question to you, uh, out of all the years that you've been alive, what's the greatest lesson you've ever learned? I would have to say the greatest lesson I've ever learned. There's no one to change but self. Greatest thing I ever learned. Beautiful. Are there any closing statements of the podcast no i had a great time this is a great experience dude i i love doing this with people that i just meet you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because it's like this is what we're supposed to do Mm -hmm. and i know it's like a strange thing to have strangers and inviting you to my household and just kind of like oh my god this is like a is it gonna be awkward is it gonna be this it's like no this is what people are supposed to do on a day-to-day basis just bump into somebody like how you doing what's going on how's your day how's the family everything's good like it's supposed to be that way, but we we think about it too much when it's the most naturalist thing that we can mm-hmm. do. But this got us away from that. That's why us doing podcasts, it just increases that. It helps us get involved with doing this. And this network, building this collaboration is the best. And I am, it was a pleasure meeting you and I will not be surprised when all this shit comes your way. Straight the fuck up. Thank you. Literally. <laughs> thank you. I'm very, very honored to be on your podcast. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Ladies and gentlemen, we're out of here. Goodbye.